0: Drive All Night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, please visit patreon.com slash Amos. There you'll learn what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Again, that's patreon.com slash Amos to help us continue to make high quality and tori attainment for you.
1: I learn more about me by listening to them. They really teach me about how I'm really feeling. I'll think everything's all right, and then I hear one of my songs and go, You really don't like that person, do you? And I, it's where I'm most honest, really, where a cop. What do you keep back for yourself, though, because you pour so much into them? What's left for you at the end of the day? Cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I make myself a really yummy meal.
0: Hey, everybody. You're listening to Drive All Night, the songs of Tori Amos. We are your hosts. I'm Efren Junior. And I'm David Anderson. And on today's episode, we're talking about Humpty Dumpty, a b-side from Tori's first album, Little Earthquakes.
2: David. Hey, Eve. how's it going? I am beside myself with excitement for this episode. Are you egg Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Oh, God. I'm not starting <laughs> off on the right foot. I didn't even make that connection. But yes, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm egg-salad. I'm salad <laughs> for our exciting egg on Humpty Dumpty. Yes, because as you must know, I feel like we're in the age of, you know, cinematic universes and untold stories of beloved characters. In fact, I just read this morning that what we've all been waiting for is finally happening. And by that, I mean mean Tori tour? no the rise of the pink ladies from Greece are getting their own show shut up on Paramount Plus so we'll all finally know the backstory of Rizzo and all the others are you kidding I'm not kidding this is the best news I've heard all day yeah the pink ladies pledge
0: to act cool to look cool and to be cool. Because it's not just about appearances. You've got to really embody cool. Yeah. You take that pledge every morning, right? <laughs> every
2: day looking in the mirror. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's your morning affirmation. This is great news, David. We could end the episode right here and I would be happy. Done. Everyone go off into the world knowing that you're an honorary pink lady. But there is also, as if that weren't enough, they're also producing Summer Nights. So we'll finally get to see Danny and Sandy's first fated meeting before l High. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why? Why, really? why do we need this? Because we need to
0: know if she had fun down in the sand. Uh-huh.
2: Tell me more. Well, they're gonna. But does
0: he have a car? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. up up Yeah. I need to know. <laughs> I just recently watched that duet on YouTube and the guys dancing. The guys are like seriously choreographed. There's one part where they're all kind of like hopping slowly to one side. Like across the bench, the bleachers? Yeah. And the final guy ends up at the exact end of the bleacher at the exact right beat. Mm. I'm like, oh my God, they were working. Whereas the girls, they're slightly choreographed, but they're more just like hands under their chin. Like, tell us more. You know, it's less choreographed choreographed but the guys fully
2: yeah well they have like flowing skirts you know and they can just sort of like flit around they don't need like the choreograph from... yeah. yeah
0: you don't need to dance you just need to look you good. just need a poodle skirt so let's talk about Humpty Dumpty what were your initial thoughts about this egg song I'm gonna milk that by the way yes please
2: do <laughs> please do I actually loved it and I guess I still do let me check yep still love it um <laughs> you know I love piano and vocal and I don't know she really kind of plays her heart out and it's an interesting take on the story i guess setting it to music so i would love to know what the thought process was why she chose this in particular um i suppose it could have been any mother goose story we could have gotten like you know a sexy three blind mice or a twinkle twinkle little star but she was like oh no humpty dumpty again people need to know the untold story of humpty dumpty <laughs> and betty louise don't forget betty louise betty louise how could i what about you i'm not
0: going to sugarcoat it i didn't hear the song until much later because the china single came to me a little bit later in my life and even though i'd heard you know the other songs were more popular so when i finally heard humpty dumpty it wasn't my favorite but it was fun this is a moment where she's clearly having fun in the studio i too would like to know her thought process on like if it just sort of came to her kind of like the sandwich song it reminds me of the sandwich song well there is cheese in it and eggs the sandwich song is a moment like that maybe she's just having fun with a song that mark liked or whatever here the same thing like just having fun and kind of just went off that one time and then it made it
2: what do you think i think that's likely or i don't know i feel like maybe she was paging through something it wouldn't surprise me if tori always traveled especially at that point with you know a backpack full of fairy tales and nursery rhymes <laughs> and she was mm-hmm. like mm. <laughs> kind of like the samurai book i'll just open it and read words yeah kind of but i like that and we'll get into it in typical Tory fashion. She she makes it, like, kind of sexy. <laughs> right. If you can, it's like... Nya, 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 nya. <laughs> how is that? I guess... Nya, 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 nya. Consider that sexy. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but she pairs Humpty Dumpty with Betty Louise, and they're kind of like Bonnie and Clyde. There's some sort of, like, crime spree, and then a murder. She murders that poor egg. I bet she did travel with a book of fairy tales, and she's moved on to, like, visual
0: art. She talks about how she just thumbs through art books to get inspiration. Maybe it is even a picture of Humpty Dumpty like a mother goose nursery rhyme book where she saw the picture and she's like he needs a
2: girlfriend he needs a babe let's write a Betty Louise yes and of course she changes it into like a Lady Macbeth type thing yeah Humpty Dumpty is like a struggle for power yes is murdered by this usurper to his throne (laughs) (laughs) oh delightful
0: well should we talk about our guests for today's show
2: do we have the man himself Humpty himself Humpty who do we have No one. (laughs) It's just us. We're just going to be sitting on this wall by ourselves. We're going to have to do this alone. One of
0: us gets to be Betty Louise and the other gets to be Humpty. Who's it going to be? I call Betty Louise. Ah! You would. I did. Well, as always, we would like to say thank you to Shay stymac for putting our show notes together. Shay is our wonderful archivist, historian, librarianess. Thank you, Shay. Thanks, Shay. Betty Shay mm, All the Kings
2: Horses.
0: All the Kings Horses. <laughs> and all the Kings, man. Thank you so much for everything that you do, Shay. We so appreciate it. I guess now we'll go listen to this nursery rhyme, the original story. Okay, you don't want to listen to Humping Around by Bobby Brown? Absolutely not. Okay. Oh, do
3: me, baby. Oh, do me, baby. All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny. but sometimes I get ridiculous I'll eat up all your crackers and your licorice Are oh, you fat girl? Come here, are you ticklish? Yeah, I called you fat Look at me, I'm skinny It never stopped me from getting busy I'm a freak I like the girls with the boom I once got busy in a bathroom I'm crazy Allow me to amaze thee They say I'm ugly, but it just don't phase me I'm still getting in the and I even got my own dance Come on I do the Humpty Hop, check me out, y'all. Do the Humpty Hop, just watch me. Do the Humpty Hop, yeah. Do Do you know what I'm doing? Doing the Humpty Hop. Come on, I do the Humpty (laughs) Hop.
4: As you might expect, there are several versions of the classic Humpty Dumpty story we all know and love. According to the Oxford Dictionary of Nursery Rhymes, this is the most commonly known version of the rhyme for today's English speakers, but it wasn't the first. The first version on record came from Samuel Arnold's 1797 children's book, Juvenile Amusements. In that book, the rhyme was actually posed as a riddle where the reader was supposed to guess what Humpty Dumpty was. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Four score men and four score more could not make Humpty Dumpty where he was before. Can you guess what the answer is? If you said egg, you're probably right, but we can't say for sure because Samuel Arnold decided not to include the answer with the riddle. As it turns out, there may have actually been a reason why Samuel Arnold didn't include the answer, and that's because at that time, everyone already knew it. Similar to the Three Little Pig story, before being put into writing, Humpty Dumpty was a popular playground rhyme that kids would often say to each other. You see, back in the 17 and 1800s, the term Humpty Dumpty had a few different meanings. It referred to a popular alcoholic beverage consisting of brandy boiled with ale, and it was also used as slang to refer to a short, clumsy person. So these two definitions may have served as misdirection for whoever heard the riddle. It's kind of strange for us to think about, but back then, it was actually possible to know what Humpty Dumpty was slang for before knowing the rhyme. So you might instinctively guess he was either a person or a mixed drink. And then you find out he's an egg and you're like, well,
0: That was a little bit from a video that we found on youtube called the messed up origins of humpty dumpty on john solo's youtube channel which you should follow at john solo j-o-n-s-o-l-o humpty dumpty first appears on the china uk cd single and 12 inch vinyl released in the united kingdom on january 20th 1992 and in germany on cd also released in january 1992. We never hear from Humpty Dumpty again until 2015, April, on the Little Earthquakes Deluxe Edition Remaster. Mm. And those
2: are the only two places that this song lives. I just landed on why she chose this song. Tell me why. It appeared on the China single. You know, she was like, China, China, what do I? Great wall of China. God. God. (laughs) Humpty-dumpty. My God, you actually are right. Like
0: another take on a wall story. Yes. (laughs) From the other side of the wall. How can I, when you build the great wall between us and then sit on it? Uh Uh-huh. He murdered their relationship. She murders him. She pushes him off the wall. Ugh. I think you're actually onto something. No joke. I think that maybe... I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm deadly serious. I never joke about eggs. One of my favorite episodes of Macy Rodman's podcast, InfoWars is called Eggland's Best. You just have to listen to it. Okay. It's all about eggs. It's <laughs> really funny. Okay. I think that you're onto something. I think that Tori is very cheeky, and I think that this could be another wall story to complement
2: the China wall. Do you think next tour we should ask for a China Humpty Dumpty mashup? No. Okay. If you waste your request on that, I don't get just one. You do get one request. No, per show. That's if she plays it. Yeah. Oh, she will. I think she'll be so tickled by the idea that she won't be able to help herself. Is there a wall reference in
0: Flying Dutchman or Sugar? No. Well fine. She's cheeky but not obvious. Why did you read this from Wikipedia all about Humpty?
2: All right. The Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty is a character in an English nursery rhyme, probably originally a riddle, and one of the best known in the English speaking world. He is typically portrayed as an anthropomorphic egg, though he is not explicitly described as such. The first recorded versions of the rhyme date from late 18th century England and the tune from 1870 in James William Elliott's National Nursery Rhymes and Nursery Songs. Its origins are obscure, and several theories have been advanced to suggest original meanings. Is it wrong to
0: think that... Humpty Dumpty was like a political figure or like a political illusion. Why do I have that in my head? I don't know. You don't have that in your head?
2: Not really. Are you just thinking of kind of the way it's portrayed with noblemen around him, the king and the king's men? Mm. But I don't know if Humpty Dumpty is himself royalty.
0: Well, I I mean, I guess we'll have to get into this in the line by line section, but if Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall and had a great fall and all the king's horses and all the king's men were working on putting him back together again, why would they be working on him? if he wasn't the king.
2: He must have been important.
0: They're the king's horses and they're the king's men. Mm. So that implies that Humpty is the king.
2: Yeah, I guess you're right. And again, we'll get into it in the line by line, but Tori kind of ends with what it takes to be queen. Oh. So it seems like she's pushing the king out. Ooh. So she can take his place.
0: Well, let's take it back to John Solo because he
4: talks a little bit about that theory. While most people have come to accept Humpty Dumpty as an unfertilized organic vessel that normally contains the zygote which an animal embryo develops, an egg, there are some experts who believe that Humpty Dumpty was inspired by a real life person or thing. In the real personages of Mother Goose, Catherine L. West Thomas suggested that Humpty was inspired by the real life King Richard III of England, who was defeated at Bosworth Field in 1485 and was known for being hunchbacked and having fragile limbs. Now, the actual severity of his deformities are still exaggerated to this day, probably thanks to Shakespeare's play, The Tragedy of King Richard III, which portrays him having a severe hunchback, a limp, and a withered arm. Real first-hand accounts say that he had one shoulder slightly higher than the other, which affected his posture and overall shape, thus the comparisons to an egg.
0: We should interview a
2: Shakespeare expert. That's what we need. Finally. (laughs) Yeah, someone who can really get into Lady Macbeth's head. Mm -hmm. Nope, we're not going to do that for professional widow. We're going to bring in the Shakespeare expert for Humpty Dumpty. Yes,
0: more importantly, we need to fill out
2: this episode. (laughs) Right, (laughs) pad, pad, vamp, vamp. I knew I'd heard that. That somewhere why don't you keep reading from the wiki article david humpty dumpty was popularized in the united states on broadway broadway by actor george l fox in the pantomime musical humpty dumpty the show ran from 1868 to 1869 for a total of 483 performances becoming the longest running broadway show until it was surpassed in 1881 by cats no <laughs> The plot, if you can call it that, transformed
0: Humpty and his playmates into harlequinade characters romping through such diverse settings as a candy store, an enchanted garden, and Manhattan's costly new city hall. With a lavish ballet staged by David Costa, choreographer of The Black Crook, there was plenty of spectacle to offset the knockabout humor. The score was sometimes credited to A. Rife Jr., but it was largely assembled from existing material, a mishmash of recycled Offenbach and, and old Music Hall tunes. No one paid much attention to the songs. George Fox's Buffoonery was the main attraction. Humpty Dumpty set a new long run record and
2: was revived several times and inspired a series of sequels. As a character and literary illusion, Humpty Dumpty has appeared or been referred to in many works of literature and popular culture, particularly English author Lewis Carroll's 1871 book, Through the Looking Glass, in which he was described as an egg. Exactly. Good one, David. <laughs> That's extraordinary.
0: This is from Through the Looking Glass, Chapter 6. When I use a word, Humpty Dumpty said in a rather scornful tone, it means just what I choose it to mean, neither more nor less. The question is, said Alice, whether you can make words mean so many different things. The question is, said Humpty Dumpty, which is to be master. That's all. So Humpty Dumpty's kind of a jerk. He's aggressive. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Maybe that's just how I read him. But I've always thought of the phrase Humpty Dumpty. You've heard of Humpty Dumpty politics, right? There, of course, is that brilliant cartoon i mean all throughout his presidency trump was portrayed as humpty dumpty on the wall Mm -hmm. because he was big and round and he looked like an
2: egg and we all wished he would shatter into a thousand pieces yeah (laughs) yeah
3: trump dumpty wanted a crown to make certain he never would have to step down he wanted a robe made of ermine and velvet the constitution he wanted to shelve it
0: I know we'll get into the live section, but she did perform this song in 1992 at someone's request on WHFS, and here's what she had to say beforehand.
1: Okay,
4: let's go for Jason. Annapolis. Hi, Jason.
0: Hey.
5: How hey, you doing? Jason. Hello. Um, I met you in New York a couple of days ago at HMV. I had the cat in the hat hat on.
1: Oh, right. My mother wanted that hat. <laughs> she was going on and on about it. Yeah. Where'd you get that?
5: Um, just downtown Annapolis at a store. Oh, right. Nothing big. Um, I was wondering if you're going to play Humpty Dumpty time soon. Interesting like, that tonight? you ask that. Or now, or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't played it since since I made that disc. It's a B-side right. on um, the English CD for those people that don't know Humpty Dumpty. And I, I had to put an extra B-side down, and they were pushing me for time, so I just sat down at the piano and kind of came up with a silly song and um do you know i don't really know it i'd have to learn it oh because i just like did it and threw it down and i do that sometimes oh well but maybe if i have time at soundcheck i'll try and work it up but if you don't hear it it's because it was crap okay (laughs) all right
0: (laughs) what do you think of that she just put down a silly song they're pushing her for time
2: Yeah, once again, I'm sort of baffled by why China was so under the gun. And they're like, songs, Amos, we need more songs. No, we don't want sweet dreams. This is China we're talking about. (laughs) Like, why did they need a slew of new B-sides for this? She was like, okay, okay. How about Humpty Dumpty? What if she laid down Humpty Dumpty
0: while writing Sugar? Like, maybe it was all in the same session. I love
2: the idea of laying down Humpty Dumpty. Like, yeah, this is a hot track. I'm going to lay down some Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) It must have been something
0: having to do with this single because she did have all those songs that hadn't seen a release yet. Like you said, Sweet Dreams, Take to the Sky, Mary, all of that stuff hadn't come out. So it is baffling why she would need to be like so under pressure for more songs. Perhaps they were thinking they were going to save those songs for other... for like maybe her second CD. I've always thought like she had enough songs to put out two CDs. Maybe they just didn't like those songs originally.
2: Does it make any sense to think that China is, you know a ballad it's kind of the most accessible pop song on -hmm. little earthquakes that might appeal to a wider audience so when they looked at the b-sides they had to to pair this song with maybe they just thought we want to pair china with similar songs so that people who buy this single might be more roped in as fans so like let's Mm -hmm. let's put songs on that might appeal to those people who like china and we don't want anything that's too percussion heavy like take to the sky or something yeah that might turn those people off i don't know does that make any sense to you
0: yeah it does make sense those songs sound very different and when you do consider i agree with you that china is the most accessible pop song for example it was like the ballad yeah it wouldn't really work with a sweet dreams like coming right after it Mm -hmm. and then it makes sense with what you said earlier your hypothesis earlier that china is actually related to humpty dumpty which even though that sounds different is why it's included.
2: Yeah, this is high concept. It's The Wall EP. Yes. The Wall EP. Too many walls have been built between us. Too many walls. Oh, she should have done a cover. Oh my
0: gosh, why didn't she? And then, when flying Dutchman, you're flying over the wall.
2: You mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Take like a running mm-hmm. leap.
2: It all works. It all makes sense, people. Mm-hmm. If you try hard enough to shoehorn something in, you can always make it make sense. You
0: can. And we do. We do. Well, then, should we get into the line by line, David? Okay. Let's crack this thing wide open.
1: <gasps> humpty Dumpty I sat on a wall.
0: Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Who was Humpty Dumpty, David? Was he an egg? Was he a king? Was he an egg king? He was the king egg, you know, mm-hmm. like the big fish king egg. hmm. What kind of wall
2: do you imagine? Brick. Like, I always imagine kind of like a cobblestone y, a lot of texture. Oh. Uneven. We're in like a fairy tale world here, so.
0: I imagine a brick red wall. It
2: has ivy growing on it.
0: Oh, yeah, that's nice. And what's on either side of the wall? The rich and the poor separated? Oh, you think that's what, this is political? I think so. Mm. And there's also the idea of like sitting on a wall. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. The idea that he's above everyone else, right? Like looking over the city mm. or looking over
2: his territory. Mm. Like a king, like sitting above everyone else. True. And I always think of this as sort of male entitlement. Mm. He's sitting on a wall that's enclosing private property and he just doesn't give a crap. Mhm. <laughs> He's probably like reaching out and like taking fruit off someone's tree. Probably. That's implied.
1: A humpty Dumpty had a great great fall.
2: Humpty Dumpty had a
0: great great fall. The higher up you put yourself, the further away the ground is.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the saying. The higher they are, the further they fall or something like that. What's the yeah. saying? Yeah. I mean that's risky. Humpty Dumpty is not risk averse. He's an egg, but he's not afraid of heights. Good for him. But he's not an
0: egg. He's not written to be an egg. I have in my head that Humpty Dumpty is a reference to a specific king, and that he was sitting on a wall. He had a great fall because all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put him together again.
1: All king's horses and king's men couldn't put Humpty together again.
0: They couldn't help him out of this jam. Hmm. you know who there's jam too if he's not an egg and he's just a man or a person and he had a great fall what does that mean he had a great great fall
2: fall from grace a fall from grace exactly a fall from power uh-huh fall from the wall the fall of an empire
1: Hmm
0: try as they might i mean obviously if he is an egg you can't put together a broken egg Nope. You can't unring that bell or unscramble that egg. Have you ever had scrambled eggs and then you wish you'd had over easy? Every morning. You wish you could unscramble that egg?
2: Humpty Dumpty and Betty Louise. Louise. Who the hell is Betty Louise? Let's find out. Let's dig into this. The story of Betty Louise, the untold tale. Who? Is she? We know who she could possibly be. She could possibly be Betty Louise Bell, who was
0: born on November 23rd, 1949, in Davis, Oklahoma. She is a scholar and fiction writer of Cherokee ancestry. Ding, ding, ding. That's the Betty Louise bell ringing. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Cherokee ancestry. Betty Louise earned her PhD in 1985 from Ohio State University, and she's the former director of the Native American Studies program and former assistant professor of American culture, English, and women's studies at the University of Michigan. Her areas of scholarly interest. Interests include Native American literature, women's studies, 19th century American literature, and creative writing. Her first novel, Faces in the Moon, was published in 1994 and received favorable reviews. In addition, Betty Louise Bell has published critical articles on Native American literature that emphasize the political and personal aspects of Native American identity.
2: Hmm. What do you think of this? Was she a prominent enough figure before publishing her first novel in 1994 for Tori to have known who she was and write her into a song? I don't know.
0: That's a good question. I would have to think that in 1992, when Tori's writing the song, or 1991, Betty Louise Bell is already 42, so has probably come to some acclaim through published writings, Mm -mm. right? You would imagine. And Tori's very well read. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe she published an article in a magazine, or maybe not. Or maybe it's just complete speculation. But it, you know, it's nice to give Betty Louise an identity and a history. I mean, she does say Betty Louise, Bell. Well, and Betty
2: maybe we should get an interview with Betty Louise, Bell. Do you think it started when Tori saw the gun in Betty Lou's handbag and Betty Louise just fit better because it had more syllables? What year did that movie come out? Let's find out. Tori loves Penelope Ann Miller. Who doesn't? Tour de force in Adventures in Babysitting when she's stuck at the bus station waiting for Elizabeth Shue to come pick her up. I know. And
0: she thought she was petting a cat.
2: Awful. Because she'd lost her glasses. <laughs> I know. And then it was a jumbo-sized sewer rat. There might be something to this. The gun and Betty Lou's handbag did in fact come out in 1992. <laughs> (laughs) but when august 21st is that too late oh that might be too late yeah but tori has her finger on the pulse of hollywood and entertainment maybe she knew this movie was in production maybe she even auditioned for it Ooh, maybe yeah you know she had done
0: some commercials Mm -hmm. we do know that she famously auditioned for howard the duck right yes
2: and she was oddly in consideration for groundhog day
0: yeah (laughs) Hey, so maybe she had auditioned for Betty Louie. Maybe like she was really invested in the gun in Betty Lou's handbag and the character of Betty Lou stuck with her. Yeah. It's quite possible that when she's just throwing out words in the middle of writing a song, Betty Louise. It just, I buy that. <laughs>
2: Plus, why would she make Betty Louise Bell a murderer? Right. And well, you know, Tori has always said, I write people into my songs in a way that they'll never know if it's them I'm talking about. So she was like, Betty right. Lou will never know when I call her Betty Louise. She'll never crack Lu-ies. this code. She'll be like, well, I, I'm Betty Lou. That certainly can't be me. Moving on.
1: <laughs> a stone a and
2: stole a sony and
0: some camembert cheese Mm, what's your favorite kind of cheese you know i can't eat cheese but i have eaten cheese god help me i have i've eaten cheese (laughs) (laughs) i'm very basic in my cheese knowledge i'm not a cheese person i don't know many cheeses i guess I like a cheddar. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like an American. I like a Swiss. I like a Colby. Mm-hmm. I like a Whiz, a nice canned uh, yeah. cheese. A Whiz, <laughs> a Velveeta. Mm. I do like, there's this uh, almond cheese that I eat all the time. It is so good.
2: Mm. That's my favorite. What about a goat cheese? Can you just not have dairy? Like, is goat better than any kind of cow's milk? Well,
0: goat also has lactose in
2: it. Sure. But smaller quantity.
0: But that's really what it is. But I like a hard cheese. Harder cheeses are like Parmesan, Mm.
2: you know? That reminded me, the expression is the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Not the higher they are, the further they fall. <laughs> the <laughs> higher like, on the wall like, they are. The harder the cheese, the
0: bigger the bite. Right. <laughs> my favorite kind of cheese, let me tell you my latest cheese story. Oh, the latest cheese story, one of many. My latest cheese story. I was at this bar across the street from my house with my friend Maggie, and I've been there many times, and I see people eating pretzels and cheese all the time. Like, they sell a soft pretzel. It looks really good, but I never get them. Like, I'm assuming they have mustard, but I, I don't know. I just have never
2: gotten them. Is it sad when you see people eating cheese like it's nothing, just, like, pouring it into their th- mouths? I know. It's so painful to watch. And Maggie got a pretzel with cheese on the side. And
0: she's like, you want some? And I said, like, hey, cheese, Maggie. And she said, why not? And she's like, it's vegan. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she pointed like I was an idiot at the sign behind me, which had been there for years. That said vegan-based pub. Mm. Everything was vegan-based. had no idea. So I ate most of her
2: pretzel and cheese. What's the address so I can not go there? <laughs> I'm not giving my home address out, David. <laughs> I didn't know you run a vegan-based pub. Anyhow.
1: A answer, camembert
2: cheese. What is camembert cheese? Should we talk about that? Sure. I think it's
0: soft. Creamy. You're not going to believe this, David. Camembert is a moist, soft, creamy, surface-ripened cow's milk cheese. It was first made in the late 18th century at Camembert Normandy in northwest France. It is also manufactured in Cornwall, UK, and marketed as Cornish Camembert. Isn't that wild? All
2: roads lead to Cornwall. Or all roads lead to wall. Great Wall. Great Wall of China. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Cornwall. China video was filmed in Cornwall. I stare at the wall, knowing on the other side. The storm that waits for me. I don't need a sea view. I've got my little pleasures. This wall being but one of these. <laughs> corn wall being one of these. Corn wall. Corn nuts. I used to love corn nuts. They're so
0: gross uh, now. To used me. to. Oh.
1: stole a Sony and some,
0: cheese. Stole a Sony. What kind of Sony?
2: Good question. What piece of technology do you imagine when you hear sony i think of a tv
0: for the song or just in general for the song for the song i think of like a little disc man or
2: mini disc player i don't know if there were disc in 1992 it might have been a little early for a disc man but maybe
0: no way according to their wikipedia page the first disc man was launched in 1984 and the brand name has since been changed to cd walkman but you know it all is before my time so it all just kind of jumbles together
2: I picture a stereo or a TV, a big ticket item. They're not messing around here. This is like a crime wave. Yeah. But it really paints a picture of Betty Louise. Yeah. She's take no prisoners. She's kind of like Jerry Blank from Strangers with Candy. I stole the TV. It's from the opening credits. And she said,
1: baby. I-.
0: She said, Humpty Baby, uh, take me, ooh, yeah, take me to the river. This is when it gets sexy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sexier.
1: Uh, Cause I like the way I run because
2: i like the way it runs Mm, i love a river that runs baby humpty (laughs) humpty baby take me to the river you know betty louise is like running her finger down the front of that egg she's like ooh (laughs) humpty baby do you think she's betty louise in her mind like she's inserted herself yeah yes hundred (laughs) percent hundred percent
1: take me to
0: I like the way it runs. Mm, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew this was going to be our sexiest episode ever? Mm. (laughs) I like the way you pod. Yeah. I like the way you pod, babe.
1: And he
2: said, oh, everything's going my way. Mm, Just like a man. Everything's always going your way if you're a white male egg. It's true. White male egg privilege. Mm Mm-hmm. But you're
0: already getting the sense that Betty Louise is kind of pulling something over on him because she's the kind of character who's going to steal a Sony and some cheese. She doesn't care about law breaking.
2: No, and she doesn't care about Humpty either.
0: Yeah, I think it's very accurate. Like her running her finger down the egg, like just kind of distracting Mm -hmm. him, sort of manipulating
2: him. And then he's like, oh, everything's going my way. I got a hot babe. Yeah. Do you feel like Betty Louise has stripper energy? What's stripper energy? Like she can convince you that like you're the sexiest and the most important. Oh, yeah. Just to get tips or whatever else she's up to. To get power. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Said, maybe it's my uh, la lucky day.
0: And he said, maybe it's my la lucky day. I love the way she sings that. Yeah. La
1: lucky. La lucky. La
2: lucky. La lucky.
0: <laughs>
1: la lucky. La lucky.
0: Said, oh, anything you want, I can give. Mmm. He has resources. Yeah, he seems like a powerful person. Someone with a lot of money.
2: Well, he's the king, most likely. Yeah, most likely he's the king.
1: She said... Said
0: I want to take your picture just for me. Does Sony make cameras? Maybe. They make like video cameras. Not still photo though, I don't think. So she stole the camera, the Sony camcorder to take his picture.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. She's a filmmaker. Oh yeah.
0: You gotta hustle as a filmmaker.
2: She's a rare female voice in early 90s cinema.
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Said
0: anything? She said, "Up there, baby. Nah, 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 nah.
2: Get on the wall, babe." You should imagine her like pointing her index finger, like jabbing it suggestively up there, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Winking at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: so the con is on. She's already trying to get him on the wall. Oh man, the con is on in Saigon. Mm-hmm. Imagine he's like, I'll give you anything you want. And she's like, I just want your picture.
2: Nothing. No, no. I'm just a humble no. lady of simple means and taste. Yeah. just want you to get on that wall. just want your picture so I remember this day forever. Preserve my memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave me with
0: my photographs.
2: What if it's like the notebook? What if she's feigning that she has like early onset dementia and she doesn't want to forget this day. She wants it documented for all time. Spoiler alert because I've never
0: seen the notebook.
2: No one takes anyone's picture in it. Calm down.
0: Well, now I have no desire. (laughs) It's always been on my list. Get Get on the wall, babe. It's really hard to distinguish this character from Tori herself because this character of Betty Louise speaks just like Tori used to speak in the 90s. Mm. You know, like she would always say, babe, babe, things like that. Like, hang on. Let me
2: take a deep breath, babe. God. Yeah. <laughs> you like that wall, babe? Get on the wall, babe. Tall wall, babe. Get up there. But even like she would call people like a hot babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like when she was on Greg Kinnear, I was a Viking and I got all the babes from the Irish coast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so humpty dumpty sat on a wall. Ah uh, yes, so he did in fact indeed sit on a wall. What we will do for a hot girl? What we heterosexual white eggs will do for a girl? <laughs> for the love of a lady.
1: I looked at he was
0: And looked at her as he was falling. Ah. Can you imagine the moment of realization that he must have had when he realized like she didn't actually want his
2: picture at all? I know. And this is sad. I have a little bit of PTSD reading this line because it reminds me of the time when I thought I'd accidentally murdered Tori. (laughs) What? I don't know this story. Really? I must have told you this before. No. So it was 1998 on the Plugged Tour.
0: (laughs) Picture it. Sicily. Yes, I wasn't going to say it. Mm 1998.
2: And it was the Santa Barbara show at the Santa Barbara Bowl. Have you been to that venue? Of course. Of course, I have been to that venue. So, yeah. you know, like there, it's kind of like the front of the stage is rock lined, like a Humpty Dumpty wall, you might say. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yes. Yes. So I was in the front of the pit. You don't got to brag, David. I do because it's germane to the story. So there was a gap between the barricade at the front of the pit and the end of the stage, the rock line stage. And Tori came down to the front as she did at the end of, you know, her main set. And she still does to reach out for people. And there was like quite a distance between the stage and the people. And she wanted to touch hands. And she put like one leg up on one of the rocks at the end of the stage. <gasps> and she reached for my hand and she was holding my hand. And as our eyes met, she lost her footing and like her. Foot, you know, sort of wobbled and came off the rock. And I absolutely thought she was gonna plummet off the stage into the pit, holding my hand, and that I'd accidentally like pulled her somehow. And this look of panic crossed her face for a split second. And I was like, Oh god, she's gonna fall, but she was fine. But I was like, Here I am, don't pull, don't pull, don't pull Tori to right her death. This is all she looked you. at you as she was falling. She did, that's what I thought was gonna happen.
0: Damn, that's so
2: Tori Amos sat on
1: the wall.
0: All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. How
2: hard do you think they tried?
0: <sighs> Honestly, not that hard. When you've got a political tyrant and he falls, you enjoy watching him fall. You yeah. really do.
2: And I know that from personal experience. Me too. And sometimes, don't you think it's just easier to just like throw stuff away rather than have to clean it up? <laughs> You're like, eh, I'll just start over. <sighs> yeah, like I don't want to glue that plate back together. No. <laughs> just buy a new plate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: hey, Betty Louise. Now who's talking to Betty Louise? Mm. Is this the fusion where Tori admits she's Betty Louise? Like, I
2: am Betty Louise. Hey, Betty Louise. I feel like this is an exclusive. Like, Betty Louise is being interviewed after this incident. They're like, hey, Betty Louise, Betty Louise, mm. do you have anything to say? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. That's really good. Like, you can hear, like she's like, the paparazzi are following her. Yep, they're shoving like,
2: microphones in her face. What do you have to say about the untimely death of Humpty Dumpty? Were you involved? And she turns coyly to the camera and she says,
0: She's I like custard in the summer, honey.
2: Damn. Which custard
0: recipe calls for four eggs? Mm. Or one very large egg, Shay writes. <laughs> or one very large Humpty Dumpty. Wink, wink.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Good one, Shay. This is a pulse pounding tale of suspense. What if she just likes custard? Have you ever seen the episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents where a woman murders her husband and she gets away with it because she pummels him to death with a leg of lamb? Oh, my God. And then cooks it and serves it to the police? So that they dispose of the evidence I feel like that's what's happening here She's turning oh Humpty god. Dumpty into custard And everyone just eats him And there's like not even a body Nothing There's oh no sign of a crime Oh my
0: god Horrifying She's <laughs> said <laughs> What's the difference between custard and pudding? I don't know. I think custard's thicker. I do feel like custard is more eggy. Well, I actually do know the difference, David. It's been ingrained in me from my childhood. Mm. And custard is pudding's close cousin and is typically made of egg, sugar, and milk and is either baked or stirred using gentle heat. While most custard and pudding recipes both typically call for eggs, the main difference is that pudding uses a starch for thickening, whereas custard's thickening agent is the egg itself, or egg yolk in most instances. Custard's texture also tends to be firmer than pudding. Mm. I still prefer pudding.
2: Me too. Custard is too fussy.
0: This picture of custard is making me sick. No, I can't. It's got like a thick skin on it. I'm, I'm vomiting. Oh, I'm getting nauseated. <laughs> we got to stop recording these when I'm hungover. I know, huh?
1: Oh, yeah, what it takes to be queen. Hey, what it takes to be queen. Hey.
0: Oh, yeah, what it takes to be queen. Hey, what it takes to be queen. Hey.
2: What do you think she means by that? I think this was all a scheme on the part of one Betty Louise to murder the king and take his throne. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. That's what you gotta do. That's what it takes to be queen. You can't become queen or make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. So sad. You gotta step on people to rise to power. Just the way it
0: is. <laughs> okay. Wake up, Pollyanna. <laughs> What's your favorite lyrical moment?
2: Mm. Can I just choose? Yeah, 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 yeah. It says so much while saying nothing. (laughs) Reminds me of that
0: moment in Party Girl where Parker Posey is like just singing. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get on the wall, babe.
0: That's your favorite moment, the get on the wall, babe? Yeah, babe, how about you? I think my favorite is, I like the delivery in La Lucky Day.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I think my favorite lyrical moment, though, would be... Because I like the way it runs. I like you. the way it <laughs> runs.
2: <laughs> hey, it's funny because how sexy she makes it. Tori was, like, so horned up in 1992. I- <laughs> It's like, ooh, yeah, river. That river's winding. God, look at the curve on that river. Ooh, nice curve, babe. I'm going (laughs) downstream.
0: Uh, She was pretty horny in the night. (laughs) (laughs) But who wasn't? Uh, Well, should we listen to Yanta then? We probably should. Let's do
2: it. Actually love this. Me too. It's really fun and sassy. Yeah, and it's kind of like "Ode to the Banana King." Yeah, it's like the low bass notes, pound it.
0: We've written songs about bananas. We've written songs about
2: eggs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know. Would you say ragtimey? Yeah, kind of. I would say more ragtimey than jazzy. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just a fun song, but it's also like really great playing. This part is very pleasing to me.
2: <laughs> this shift kind of reminds me of Daisy Dead Petals a little bit. Into like the falling yeah. down, falling down all over the yeah. river, that sexy, sexy river. Mm. This is the running down the finger down part when she's all like, you ain't going to die, baby. It's going to be fine. Just get up on that wall. Do it for me. Do it for me.
1: Yeah.
0: It feels kind of like dramatic music underscoring a murder. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) A murder most foul. What's going to happen?
2: Buddy Louise, flash bulbs, flash bulbs, flash bulbs.
0: <laughs> Almost like Jaws. Oh,
2: driving. <laughs> Buddy Louise Dorsal's fin is moving through the water, already looking for her yeah. next victim.
0: you gonna do when this custard's done mm. eat it well that was wonderful that was a fun little experience it's a ditty what do you think of the playing? what's your favorite musical moment
2: um i really do love that kind of flowing cascading everything's going my way mm. the piano under that yeah mm-hmm. how about you yeah, probably the same and I had never really
0: likened that to Daisy Dead Petals, but uh, but there is sort of like a thematic link. At least like there were certain visual illusions that she would reference again, like the river. And I didn't think about this until we started listening and you mentioned that it was similar to Ode to the Banana King. But the Banana King... Humpty Dumpty. I feel like they're... And I don't want to go too far because as she said herself, like she just was writing a fun little song, right? But you've got these men, these male figures that, I mean, I don't know. The
2: Banana King to me is like the Dick King, right? Is that how you... Golly. The guy with the big dick? I don't know. The man with the golden gun? You think the Banana King has BD energy? Yeah. Like that's
0: why we call him the Banana King, right?
2: Hmm. I think you're the only one who thinks that. No. There's no way I'm the only one. Sometimes a banana is just a banana. (laughs) I do think that Humpty Dumpty and the Banana King are a gay couple royalty. Two gay kings who adopted Daisy Dead mm. petals. Mmm, that's beautiful. She's their child. One weird twisted family. Yeah, but <laughs> she is musically kind of the child of Humpty Dumpty you know, to the Banana King for real. No, really. No, really. You paid a lot of money. No, really.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Yanta, for doing that. As always, you can support Yanta by going to patreon.com slash Yanta, where he continues to work through Tori's catalog, just doing incredible instrumental versions of all of her work and really like exposing the amazing playing that sometimes gets overlooked. Exposed. You know, we never talk about her amazing playing. Mm. So go support Yanta. And this is a rare disco classic called Humpty Dumpty by the Red Point Orchestra.
3: My name is Humpty Dumpty.
5: thoughts right now November 28th 1993 posted by Little Miss S to Michael who wrote Humpty is a drag and others who think so (laughs) Humpty Dumpty from the China CD5 kicks the twist in the story is so Tory and feministic is that a word what it takes to be Queen hey I believe you may stand alone, Michael. I should hope so. Two cents, anyone? Posted by Brendan. You said it. Humpty rocks. Now have a nice day. Posted by John. Sorry, but Michael does not stand alone. Humpty Dumpty, yawn. Posted by Heather. I can understand someone just not liking this one, but how do you yawn, as someone put it? Posted by Jessica. I guess I am the only one who hasn't been able to find the China EP. Could anyone with the CD send me a copy if I send them a tape? Thanks.
0: start out to make a fool of myself, there's very little could stop me. If I'd known where it would end, I would have never let anything start. If I'd been in my right mind, that is. But once I'd seen her, once I'd seen her, I was not in my right mind for quite some time. Good evening, says I, making myself a bloody gay dog indeed. But here was a beautiful girl all by herself, and me with plenty of time and nothing to do but get myself into trouble. Some people can smell danger, not me i asked her if she's had a cigarette it's my last one i've been looking forward to it so please don't disappoint me i said but i don't smoke that's how i found her and from that moment on i did not use my head very much
2: except in thinking of her
0: the night found us on a stroll past the sony outlet chain which was right next to the camembert cheesery
2: i just love things from cornwall in fact i love all walls knowing we had no
0: money i couldn't let her suffer She looked up at me with those giant fried-egg eyes of hers, and I knew what I had to do. I spotted an open window and slid right through, emerging a moment later to unlock the door.
2: Why, thank you.
0: For the first time, I noticed a Sony Pro Mavica 7000 dangling from her hands. She'd swiped it, no doubt, in the brief moment I was sliding into the cheesery to open the door. Yep, she was on one. Her stomach was empty and her fingers were sticky. No cheese or device was safe, and neither was my heart.
2: Should we take a stroll? Where would you like to go? Take me to the river, Humpty, because I love to watch it run.
0: How she knew my name, I'll never know, along with this obsession with running water. But I didn't care. Everything was going my way. Maybe it was indeed my lucky day. I grabbed a wheel of camembert and we headed out the door. As we walked, I asked her name. She said simply, Betty Louise, babe. We strolled the river until we came upon a clock tower. The immense and magnificent facade belied a darkness that I would only understand in retrospect. We climbed over 10,000 steps that night to the top of the clock tower, where we came upon a cobblestone wall overlooking the city. I was feeling amorous suddenly, scrambled and overcome with desire. It must have been the elevation, and I knew in that moment that anything she wanted,
2: I would give. I want to take your picture, Humpty, just for me. My picture? Your picture. Just for you? Just for me. Nah, 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 nah. Get on the wall, babe. I had
0: no stomach for heights, and the drop was steep. But for some reason, I trusted her. I sat on that wall and posed for what would be my final picture, the big picture on a big blank wall. The last thing I remember before the great fall was losing grip on the cheese and that smile. Had this been her plan all along? As the ground quickly drew near, I could have sworn I heard her say, I like custard in the summer, honey. And so my goose and my egg was cooked. And our story ends as quickly as it began. My final word of advice, if you see a dame with a nose for cheese and an eye for eggs, she's probably up to no good. You may lose your kingdom, but you will lose your heart.
4: You are entering
2: the AMOS Live Lounge.
0: Welcome back to the lounge, David. Thank you. Have a deviled egg. It's my own special recipe, wink wink. Mm, I don't like to be sacrilegious. I call them angel eggs. What it takes to be queen. (laughs) So Tori has performed this song twice in her career to date because she's about to embark on a new world tour. I don't know, I
2: might make this my white whale. Really, David, come on. I'm surprised (laughs) nobody else has. Do people not request this? Because as we well know, people love requesting rarities, not because they want to hear a particular song, but just because they want to be able to get her to do it. So I think Humpty Dumpty would be a pretty big get for people. I think you're right that people do do that. And I think even those people know they're not going to get Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) I don't know. If you can get Posse bonus, I think everything's on the table no bets are off but did anyone request posse bonus i think she just did it you know very well that they did
0: i know that shaggy requested it in 2007. he never stopped i don't think he had we'll have to confirm with him on the posse bonus episode oh man hang in there for that
2: i love having something to look forward to i didn't even think about the fact that we we're doing a posse bonus episode until right now wow That'll be our X-tree. That'll be our X-tree. Yeah, our right. X-tree.
0: Tori's performed this song twice in her life, both times on the 1996 tour for the ridiculous 1996 fans who kept requesting it, who wouldn't leave her alone.
2: <laughs> as soon as she would get out of her town car, they were like, Tori, have
0: Dumpty.
2: Like that girl from Sugar. Sugar! gay. <laughs> <laughs> She had custard. She switched. It's the same woman. But after she got sugar, she switched to custard at Humpty Dumpty. She just had pudding and custard, egg, raw egg running down the side of her mouth. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. But there's no recording, so we'll never know. But you know she was there screeching.
0: Yeah. Ann Arbor, Michigan, September 27th, 1996, (laughs) was the first time she performed the song. And there is no recording. So that is a moment that we'll have to live in our imaginations. And boy, does it. It lives there rent free. The only other time to date that Tori has performed this song was in Austin, Texas, on October 29, 1996. Incredible show. And here's a clip of that. In fact, let's play the whole thing, Why David. Why not?
1: No more day
2: you think of it this song was reimagined live like bells for her on harpsichord it's in a different key <laughs> it's a little more sinister i think yeah
0: it's a little darker for sure this is what i respect about the 1996 fans it was so rare for tori to have a song that she hadn't played live there were so few of them right so they were really chasing down to complete like to make sure everything got at least a performance on a bootleg you know mm-hmm. whereas now it would be very difficult there's a lot of stuff she hasn't played live so It would be a little bit more difficult now to do that. But I respect them for trying. Respect. We are them. We are traffic.
2: They are us and we are them.
0: You are not stuck in traffic. You are traffic.
2: That's my worst nightmare. Uh You become the traffic.
0: Well, David, yes. I know this was our shortest trip to the lounge yet, but I honestly didn't expect you to finish those deviled eggs, but okay,
2: could have saved me one. <laughs> I'm, in the clean, I'm in the clean plate club always, and I feel like that's just a good guest, because the worst is when you make a bunch of food, and people come over, and mm-hmm. they're like afraid to touch it, or they're like, oh, I just ate, so I always finish all the food that's put out. <laughs> those were for everybody, yeah. David. <laughs> <And I laughs> those also... were supposed to be for everybody. Well, oops. Well, let's go. <laughs> okay.
1: We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the AMOS Live Lounge. Goodbye.
0: A fun expose, wasn't it? Mm, expose. Mm. You took me to the point of no return. If you like what we do, please head over to patreon.com slash songs of Tori Amos, where you can become a Patreon supporter today. We have many different perks at many different levels, mostly new and exciting audio content, exclusive audio content. You
2: probably don't like what we do based on this episode, but if you do, I'd like to hear
0: why. (laughs) If you've heard other episodes, maybe you're forgiving us for this one. If you really like what we do, head over to Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and follow us. We are at songs of Tori Amos. And with the 2022 European tour coming up, we have a lot of exciting things on the horizon so make sure you do follow us online to be part of our upcoming wills and wants games etc etc so anything you want to say david
2: yeah 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 yeah
0: get on the (laughs) wall eve (laughs) well it's time to get off this wall david all right thanks everybody for listening we'll talk to you next time bye bye all night is a production of the sideways society for more information and links to things mentioned in this episode please visit us online at songsoftoriemis.com
2: why thank you (laughs) sounds like i've been jogging sorry